0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast on the planet. That's right. This is Food Sex Politics with your host, the beautiful, the sexy, the talented, the amazing, Miss Nicole Rodriguez, and your host as always, the Food Porn Unicorn, Dave Shirotsky. Nicole. How the hell you been?
1: Oh, you know, I'm just fantastic. We talked last week how this is sausage month, right? These these last dreads of October, as it were. And you remind, know. Remind
0: me the hashtag.
1: Uh, oh, it's hashtag show me your sausage. That's that's as per like the sausage council, hot dog council. So there's that. And it, it is
0: genius. marketing.
1: I mean, you can always have sausage in a bun. That's classic. But you know what I think goes really well with sausage? What like what vegetable goes? I well? Do think of a few things. What goes what vegetable goes well with sausage? What what starch perhaps?
0: you got to go with the potatoes. You've got you to gotta go with the fries.
1: You've got to go with the potato. I could not agree more. So this evening, we have the pleasure of inviting Mr. Greg Meeker from HZPC. They are a big potato seed company. And Dave, there's just so much more to potatoes than the french fry and the hash brown and all that stuff. So... Greg, we want to say thank you so much for coming on. I connected with Greg through the uh, hashtag Have a Plan campaign, and I said, "You know what? I think potatoes are freaking sexy. Let's talk more about this with Dave Sharotsky.
2: Well, hey, I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because I, my mantra about potatoes is that they're nutritious, delicious, and sexy. And if you tell me, if you ask me to show me your show me a potato, I will probably do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We like we There's like your style. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I mean, when when is potato month, Greg?
2: You know, we have several potato um, times throughout the year. Um, we have a, I believe, our national French fry day is in July. Uh, national Potato Day is in October. It really depends on who's writing the calendar, but we believe that every day is a potato day. So.
1: I it's I mean it's evergreen it's year round it's always it's always appropriate. So like like Dave when you go shopping for potatoes what are you really looking for? What are like the few things you're looking for and like for what dishes?
0: So uh, let me answer that but also let me just say that I think it's very cool that you guys are saying that potatoes are sexy because I feel like potatoes have like this kind of like humdrum, kind of thing around them. Right. Like it's, it's kind of like negative if you're compared to a potato, like it's never a positive thing. If somebody says, you know, oh, you I, I look like a potato today or, you know, it's always got that negative downside connotation, but potatoes are fucking awesome. So many cool things you can do with them. So many awesome flavors. So I think it's great that, that this is kind of the push to make potatoes, uh, you know, have that positive light.
2: Well, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, the potato is, is, uh, is misinterpreted all over the world as, and I heard, I heard it referred to as a starch and that, that, that makes me cringe just like the fingernails on the chalkboard because actually what <laughs> potatoes are. <laughs> I had to,
1: I had to put it into layman's terms for, you know, for you know, Dave she,
2: sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, need, for Dave, I have to do that.
2: You need to be drinking some more of the potato juice. And I'm not talking about vodka. I'm just talking about the potato Kool-Aid where, uh, Um, actually we, we push, we, we don't push, we, we want the message to get out that first and foremost, a potato is a vegetable and it is the most widely consumed vegetable in the United States. So, um, if you think about potatoes as vegetables first, then you've opened up a whole new world uh, about potatoes and all of a sudden they don't, they don't really look like Mrs. Potato Head. They look more, they look a little bit sexier than that. So,
1: well, when, when Mr. Potato Head puts on the right parts, he could look, He could look appealing. So I don't don't think we need to throw him under the bus there. But absolutely. So, yes, they are sexy. And really, it's a great fuel source. And when we're thinking about it as a vegetable, it has a lot of versatility. And what a lot of people, I think, don't realize is that it's a really great source of fiber and vitamin C. You don't think vitamin C and potato, but it's, it's there. And everyone's talking so much about immune support right now this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't forget about the potato that way, but.
2: Very rich I've, in potassium as well. Yes. And also in uh, vitamin D. So all all
1: of that, all of that good stuff. Um, but what really surprises me is that what I was trying to get at with Dave here, you go to the store and you probably think like, all right, I have my potato that I would use to make homemade French fries. I have my potato that I might use for roasting or for a potato salad, but you're telling me there's, there are like dozens and dozens of potato varieties and that's just through HZPC alone. Do I have that right? Like dozens?
0: You you do. do have and you know that what's right? funny when I think potatoes, I think maybe like,
2: Five or six off the top of my head, and then I'm stuck
1: exactly, exactly
2: well Dave, let me challenge you to tell me what what you what you think those six are uh,
0: have uh, like a gold Yukon I don't know if that would be one or two, but Yukon russet, red, sweet potato.
1: What about wow, those, little blue, those little blue ones? You know when you get the mixed oh, yeah, bag yeah,
0: of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah those little there. guys that are always in the bag. What are they even? I don't even. know, Are they called like gems? I don't even know
2: what they're called. You know that that's that, that's all branding, and uh, I've 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 tricked you into uh, into something that uh, that a lot of people can see. But, but sweet potatoes and potatoes are two very very different things. They're not even. They're not uh, related. <laughs> <laughs> so setting so myself already, fire here. Huh, Dave, you knew that, but I mean, you, you've had, you have the types, right? But in terms of variety, um, everybody thinks that, uh, all golds are Yukons, um, all russets are Idaho's and that all reds are new potatoes. But, you know, if we look at potatoes in a totally different way, we, we, we look at potatoes to be inspirational in terms of sensory traits, in terms of utility, in terms of nutrition, uh, you know, not every russet is going to make a really great French fry because they have they vary in moisture content, in moisture distribution, um, they they vary in sugars, and a lot of people will try to fry a potato and say, "Hey, I can turn any potato into French fries," and they wonder why when they drop it in the deep oh, fryer yeah. it, ter- it turns way too dark and it doesn't cook it's because it's it has too much moisture and it has too much sugar in it so you know we we breed potatoes seed uh for for growth um to to uh cluster ourselves in terms of uh utility which potato is good for what and what potato actually goes well with what because potatoes have different flavor traits we look at textures uh, we we classify potatoes in terms of creaminess, smoothness butteriness, um, uh, crispiness, uh, after they're, after they're cooked and, uh, every potato is different. And you, and it's, it's like, it's like, uh, they're like human beings, you know, each one is, is unique and each one is different and each one has a different purpose and a different, um, I would guess, a a, a, a different mission, so to speak. So when you start to hey, think Brad, about what's potatoes, the what's
0: the actual number of potatoes out there?
2: I, 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 know that in, well. I know in our portfolio we have over a hundred varieties, uh, wow. ranging from, and and they they're segmented initially, like a lot of people will look at in terms of skin and flesh color, uh, and then it goes into into different uh, different traits. But uh, we have over a hundred different varieties in our portfolio at any given time. So Where and, are they all
0: hiding? Like if I go to the grocery store, I'm not going to see 100 different kinds of potatoes.
2: Where um, are they all hiding? I, I'm really glad that you asked me that because that's, that's how potatoes are marketed and segmented. And that's because, that's because that's how the public views them and that's how they buy them. So uh, we're, what we're trying to do and what I'm trying to do, my mission is to um, change the perception of potatoes, change uh, how people view them. Uh, and how people are inspired by them and throughout the whole actually throughout the whole value chain from seed to from, from seed to table we want people to know that this potato is great for this it tastes like this it cooks like this it 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 makes me feel better because of this and um rather than just saying well i'm going to put potatoes on the plate tonight because i need some to fill the plate and they're cheap so we 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 are trying to get away from that but you know the economy of potatoes is is one so why not? Let's let's not look. Let's look at let's not look at the economical value of potatoes because they are inexpensive. They do store well at room temperature. Um, but let's let's be inspired by potatoes and know that they're good for us and that we can use them in a lot of different ways other than for French fries, baked potatoes or mashed potatoes. So.
1: And, and are there is, is part of the reason that there are so many of those varieties? Do some of them? adapt better to different climates or some just more suitable for growth in certain areas than others? Is that part of the equation at all?
2: Nicole, that's an excellent question because we we do breed potatoes also for, we breed for two things, for intrinsic traits like the ones I was talking about, uh, the sensory, nutrition, and utility, but we also breed for agronomic traits. We want potatoes that are going to grow well in a number of different climates and in a number of different soil varieties, because quite honestly, our our company is 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 global reaching. We're on we're in uh, dozens of countries on all on six of the seven continents. And I think if we ever figure out how to grow potatoes in Antarctica, we'll be on on number seven. But um, that's a joke. But anyway, um, it's <laughs> too, too cold. But anyway, um, aren't the, the they growing potatoes in space? Is- At least that. You know that, that that could actually happen too. I think the first crop grown on Mars will probably consist of potatoes, and I think HZPC will will have the variety that'll grow in that soil. But um, but getting getting back to it, um, just we we want uh, we want potatoes to become to always be a sustainable worldwide food source, and because of that, we have to have potatoes that can that that have resistances to. To, uh to diseases to um, to a number of different things and also to be able to grow in, in in climates where we actually have no where there's no control over it so
1: amazing and you know so you've mentioned being on almost every continent um and as far as sustainability is concerned like have you seen, have you seen economic benefit to any like one group of people having maybe started potato harvesting where it maybe wasn't a staple food or something <laughs> like that? Like, is there a, not not is rich. there a, a, yeah, is there, is there a potato story of that nature? Cause I think people really love to hear that.
2: Well, potatoes in and of themselves are quite sustainable. They use way, way less water to grow. Um, they they have nutrition value uh, more so than than what people would classify as other starches like rice or pasta. Um, they don't have gluten, uh, but they do have protein. So um, when you talk about a food source that 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 is sustainable, uh, you know, for for long term. Potatoes are are right there, and in terms of, of of use of resources, potatoes use far far less resources to grow than the other than many many other vegetables and and of all the other types of starches or or start or uh, whatever is used to make a starch, whether it's wheat or whether it's rice. Um, so we we like to say where we where some people see a potato, we see a world of possibilities, and so. Ongoing optimization, um, giving life to new and even better breeds that might overcome climatological, commercial, and cultural challenges our growers and our customers face. We're very mindful of this. We're always thinking way, way ahead. Um, we know that potato seed does evolve, and eventually, it you know it won't grow the way it does. But we always have two or three new varieties behind our existing varieties. We have what's called a, a product life cycle. And um, all of it, and along that life cycle, what's coming on is is even better than what we have now. So we're continuously improving. We're very mindful of 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 the of the world, the state of the world, and the state of feed, having to feed a, a number of people. And that's why you see potatoes in every culture. So,
1: so so it sounds like. HCPC is really ready for whatever whatever might might occur next in this crazy world. And you already have a variety kind of like in the works to meet some of the challenges that you might face on different continents and different growing cycles and things.
2: Yeah, we are. And like I said, you know, our, our, our varieties come from breeding that starts, you know, the variety you eat of HCPC potato you eat today was actually part of a crossbreed that happened probably 15 years ago. And that came out of probably three hundred thousand crosses, over a quarter million crosses, or what we call crosses, where we're where we're where we crossbreeding to create new varieties. Um, and again, we don't we don't genetically modify, um, so we do our breeding techniques are are totally traditional. And um, out of every so two hundred thousand or so crosses, we get we get about four varieties. So it's it's an ongoing work, but the potatoes you're eating in 2020 were planned, you know, 15 years ago. So
1: how it's, does a, it's, it's, a it's a long process.
2: Pardon me? How does one breed a potato? Well, it's, it, it's, it's, it's nature. Make it it's sexy. just, it's uh, pardon me? Make it sexy.
1: <laughs> make it sexy. <laughs> well,
2: they're, 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 Dave, they're, they're, Dave, I
1: think I think this might be the point where some of our listeners might want to go back and review our episode entitled "Plant Sex," where we go into <laughs> into quite into quite a bit of this. But but Greg, no, if but, we could d- make but it, they did it all to like in the, the lab. Well,
0: they, they did it all in the lab. This is different, though,
2: right? Yeah, and you know, I I. I <laughs> It's, it's very anticlimactic. It's, it's done through pollination of a male. (laughs) So I, I, I'd like to try to make it sound more, um, uh, tantalizing, but, um, it's it's really not. (laughs) I, I, I'll give you an example. I, I remember the first time I saw a cross taking place, so to speak, it was, uh, one of our research people just, um, taking the taking a plant and just kind of rubbing them together and saying look we got potatoes growing so it's it's very anticlimactic that was it just a little rub yeah <laughs> you know I, I i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna take any more steps down this dark path but
1: uh <laughs> um well, <laughs> well greg you more, get points for appealing
2: but it's it's just not so
1: But Greg, you get points for utilizing the word tantalizing in conjunction with potatoes. So that works very well. And speaking of tantalizing, we're talking about how these potatoes are bred, not just for their size and not just for their color, but for all of these other traits that are really important to us in the kitchen, right? So you discussed creaminess and texture, uh, aroma, crispiness. So... And, and we're talking about different potatoes for different usages. So can you go over maybe three or four different potatoes that you're excited about and how they pair with other foods or some of your favorite pairings of these potatoes?
2: Absolutely. Um, we just, uh, we're, we just started a new brand in North America uh, called potato wonder, um, www Uh, that's my little, uh, sneak in ad right there. But, um, but we we feature eight varieties on there, and there are four in particular that that I really really like. And because I I had a lot of say so about what went on there, I put those in there. But but our, all all of those varieties cover cover the whole what we call the clustering spectrum of what we talked about earlier in terms of sensory, um, agronomics, uh, uh, nutrition, and uh, and whatnot. But uh, one of them is Annabelle. And Annabelle is a longer kind of fingerling uh, potato. It is a yellow skin, yellow flesh that's very, very firm. And what that does, it gives you the opportunity to, to make noodles with it. We have a concept called Waxi where we make oh. potato noodles with that. Uh, started in, in Finland, is in the UK now, and is actually making its way over here. Um, but Annabelle is a very firm variety that, that holds its shape very well regardless of how you cut it. Um, it's got a nice firm bite. You can't mash it, but um, but it makes great cold salads. It's just got that nice bite to it. And like I said, it'll hold its shape. Uh, I'm working on a campus dining project where the chefs are actually making um, a kind of an udon noodle with that uh, variety. So, um, and besides that, it tastes really good. and. And then another variety is Mozart. Uh, Mozart is a red skin, yellow flesh potato. It's very unique. Um, it has excellent, excellent sensory traits in terms of aroma and flavor. When you cut it open, it just hits you right in the face with potato aroma. It smells really fresh and uh, um, has a lot of really good uh, cooking traits. It roasts really well. It is a, it's kind of a softer, um, creamier potato, really strong, buttery flavor, um, can be used in Uh capsules, can be used in a lot of, uh, different dishes. It's got great, great eye appeal too with its, with its got a really dark red skin and yellow flesh. Um, another one is a russet variety that was called Ricky russet. Um, and that is a really unique russet. It's got a really nice skin to it and it's got a pale yellow flesh. And what we're finding in the russet segment is, is a real, um, demand for a yellow flesh to make french fries with but the ricky russet actually bakes well it holds well it's got a really nice uh, mild flavor takes on a lot of different uh um flavors with it so and it, and it, like i said it holds really well you really can't screw it up when you cook it um you know a lot of times <laughs> you'll, you'll overcook a baked potato and you'll see that skin pull away that doesn't really happen with ricky so much and it's and then the last one is uh is kind of our workhorse potato it's called columba Um, columba hits the bullseye in virtually all of our uh, all of our um, segments in terms of agronomics and intrinsic uh, characteristics it's a yellow skin yellow flesh it can grow big as a a size potato it does well as a b size as well but for for growers it's an early variety mean meaning that it it comes out early it gives um uh, it goes to market early. It's excellent tasting. Um, it's real, real versatile. You can grill it, you can uh, uh, mash it, you can boil it, you can roast it. And, um, and that potato is seen all over the world. And that, that's probably our number one variety. And then lastly, I'll throw another one in. <clears throat> we have a line called Perupas, which is our specialty line, which is they have really unique colors. We have a we have a variety called Mulberry Beauty, that's a red skin and red flesh potato that makes really great chips, um, tastes really good, uh, has a good size range to it, and um, again, it's got a really excellent eye appeal. It makes It works well hot or cold, makes really great potato salads, makes really uh, really great chips. Um, you can fry yeah. it, and so, <clears throat> but again. Where do we you, find you, these at the stores? Like, where, where would I find these guys? Well, what you'll find is that a lot of our varieties are, are getting into the box and really aren't being labeled as such. We're trying to differentiate, and that's that's our mission right now. Um, for example, uh, Ricky Russet is marketed by a grower as what's called a butter russets, and they're very popular um, in the uh, in the Rocky Mountains and also in Texas. Um, but what what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh, differentiate in the industry with these varieties rather than just saying all yellow potatoes are going to go into a box we want to see varieties that are differentiated <clears throat> by more than just their skin color so um, you'll see them all over the place if you're eating if you're eating french fries in a lot of QSRs um, you're probably eating some of our some of our Ivory Russets um, or our Innovator, which is another yellow flesh uh, frying potato. So you're probably eating them already. But as we as we um, start to work from a pull approach, adding value throughout the supply chain, you'll start to see these uh, varieties become more distinguished. So,
0: so is it more so the fact that there's not really branding involved?
2: <clears throat> Marketing well. So we, we allow our growers to put their own branding on it. So, um, and every, you know, uh, you'll see our Whitney variety done as a, what's called a polar white. Um, and that's primarily in food service. But um, you'll also see that at retail. And what, what you're seeing is um, in, in Europe, when you go to market, you'll find these potatoes as being very, as very, very segmented by cooking type. And you'll see a lot of our varieties by name but um, here that's not necessarily the case we you know that we 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 don't you can't call me and say hey send me 10 cases of potatoes tomorrow because we we work on the seed side so what we're hoping to do is as we educate we start to see um, potatoes being more distinguished but overall the mission is to increase potato consumption uh, worldwide and when that happens, then you'll start to see more distinctness. So there's a lot of blurring, I guess, is what I'm trying to say.
1: Now, if you go into the store, you know, your average grocery store in the U.S., like what, what are the chances the potatoes I'm buying come from an HZPC seed?
2: <clears throat> the chances are probably pretty good. Um, but again, you won't see our brand name on it because we're like i said we're a seed company
1: right right and you won't see the varietal names that you talked about because we're talking about seeds and your growers can market them as they see fit but these varieties you're talking about are widely available all over the united states we just might not be aware that we're Consuming some of these exact types that you're talking about, but they they're all there and they they sound amazing. That's, that's um, correct. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to I wanted to circle back about uh, to a point that you made about the sustainability bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I and and yes, we consider uh, we consider a potato a vegetable, um, but. I think it is important to still recognize it as as a stand-in for your rice or for your pasta, but it's giving a little bit more bang for the buck. And I had never thought about a potato as opposed to pasta as being more sustainable, but it makes a lot of sense, right? Because you're with a potato, you're just, you're harvesting that potato. And although it might be a a process to get there, it gets to the store as a potato, and that's it, right? So, when we're talking about something like pasta, don't get me wrong—I love pasta—but oh, yeah. there's a lot more. There's a lot more that goes into pasta. There's a lot more that goes into harvesting rice. Um, so, I think that sustainability piece is is a question we're always getting, and and that's a I, I think that's one mark in in the plus side for potato versus the other ones. Mm-hmm. So that's a really great point that I've never thought of it like that. Dave, what are, you, what are you feeling inspired to do with potatoes now? Because Dave is really the resident, um, well, food porn unicorn. <laughs> he's, the, he's the man in the kitchen. So I what are you feeling inspired to do with potatoes now?
0: So uh, I, I, I just thought of a business venture that I think is really smart. I think the potato people and the tomato people need to come together And work out something with like a ketchup and French fry thing.
1: And and like, and have an ad campaign together. Yeah. Like
0: I, I think that's where you guys need to go. I think that's the next step. Plus the words rhyme. It's it, it, the jingle writes
2: itself. Yeah. I,
1: I, I love it.
2: I think that's, that's a, that's a great concept. So we know the ketchup goes really well with french fries, so what what else can we do with tomatoes that would make potatoes taste good? Or vice versa. So um, it doesn't nec- Dave, you're on it. It doesn't necessarily that's really have to be about, yeah, I think it's a good one. It doesn't necessarily the, have to be about French fries, right? I mean Right.
0: So is there like a big misconception about like a certain kind of potato? Like is there like something that you hear that just like drives you crazy? People cook like a certain potato wrong or anything like that.
2: It it doesn't drive me crazy. I mean, I I, I appreciate people, you know, wanting wanting to cook potatoes. I think I think um, that uh, people are turning more and more toward healthier preparations of potatoes, which I think is really good. Um, on on the website, I have a I I have a variety called Sifra, which is a a ivory white, um, we, we consider it a white potato and I created a mashed potato dish that uses herb infused milk rather than cream. So it's kind of guiltless. And so I don't necessarily feel that the only, the only thing that, that is troubling is when someone tries to fry a potato, tries to do a fresh cut French fry with a potato. That's not going to do well with it because again, because it has, because it's high sugar content um has a low moisture or has a high moisture and won't fry correctly and then they blame the potato or they blame the person they bought the potato from rather than just basically being naive about the variety itself that the variety it was the variety selection that caused that so um those are and that that continues to be to be an issue so when i worked on the supply side as a chef um constantly potatoes were getting blamed for making bad French fries. When in fact it was, it was really the variety selection had it had this variety been chosen to fry because everybody thinks, wow, well, it's a potato. I can make French fries with it. That's just not the case. So. Now, do you have a favorite way it's to different. cook potatoes at home? I do. I, I, I like to roast potatoes and I like to roast potatoes in as hot an oven as possible. I think um, when you get, when you get good color, on the potato, and you, you roast it, or you, you introduce a very, very, um, what I would call like a, a more convection type of heat to it, the magical things really happen, because you don't necessarily have to add things that are unhealthy, or you can use healthier fats to prepare it, and you you basically created a platform that you can do many, many things with, so, um, so what I, are we talking? I would rather roast
0: 450 salt and pepper, olive oil, what are we talking
2: You know what? You, you read my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. If you take that, that,
1: that's, that's the way to do it. I I think everyone here is in agreement. That's the way to do your roasted potatoes.
2: Yeah. Nice and hot olive oil, salt and pepper. But there's, there's so many cool things you can do with a roasted potato as well. I mean, you can, you can add, add it to a curry. You can add it to a stir fry. Mm. You can, you know, it's ethnic. It's, uh-huh. it's ethnic food um, at its at its finest, and that's one of the things that we're we're seeing, uh, especially uh, with the with the younger crowd, with the with the Gen Z millennial crowd, is they're they're making potatoes as as an ingredient in more more ethnic cooking, which is great. So again, you're 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 pulling potato outside the box it's been put in for several years, um, and and realizing that, you know, potatoes can, uh, can have their place. And again, uh, no gluten, uh, much far, far more nutritionally sound and, uh, a much better flavor platform, uh, to do those things with. So
0: you don't really think of potatoes in like, um, you know, Asian foods or anything like that. Am I wrong? Or how is it, how is it now being incorporated into Asian foods?
2: Well, in a lot of, you know, I, I was, uh, I have a friend at a, a campus dining, the number one campus dining uh, uh, operation in the United States, as University of Massachusetts, and we we partner with them. And their chef is is the one who's been making these kind of udon noodles, and he's doing um, like uh, moulet frites uh, with with some of our better frying varieties. Where he's and and actually taking that classic Belgian dish of mussels and French fries and adding Asian flavors to it. So, um, again, as you, as you start to look, pardon me, that's really smart. Yeah. And, and so when you, again, you're looking at the potato as, as, as an element of a dish rather than just an afterthought. So, and then when that happens, then, then great things happen to, to food in general and you're finding yourself, you know, actually, seeing the potato for what it is and that's as, as a really uh kick-ass vegetable so
1: and and i think some of that is not uh, you know just going back to what you were saying about some of these younger generations adapting potatoes to maybe some asian dishes and things i don't think it's necessarily that uh millennials and gen zers are suddenly discovering that potatoes go and you know they like they made it up that potatoes go into curry but maybe it's a little more recognition that potatoes have been a staple food in some of these other countries for you know probably probably hundreds of years and and maybe just a little bit more openness and awareness to some of those flavors in general and and yeah potatoes just fit right in Like they always have. Maybe we're just coming around to it now in the United States with having a more global mindset around food. Now,
0: is the French fry itself global? Like, is the French fry, like, you go anywhere? Is a French fry a French fry?
2: I I would say not. Um, uh, French fries are are wildly popular in Europe. I mean, think of pomme frites you know, in in France. I mean, that's just one of many methods that, that. they've used uh, to, to do French fries or to do potatoes. Um, but I think you're, as you're seeing QSR um, becoming more popular globally, uh, you know, quick serve restaurants, you know, like McDonald's or, or your Burger Kings or those places that have uh, French fries becoming more global even in the, you know, even in China, even in India, um, you're starting to see potatoes become more popular um, you know, and French fries in particular. So it's just it's just spreading, you know, spreading the uh, the message in the menu. So so is the French fry the say,
0: ambassador?
2: You know, in in those cases, it certainly is. It certainly is. Yeah. So. And then
1: French fry is the ambassador.
2: Like in the U.S., it. would you, What
0: would be like the number one? most common way to make a potato in the u.s would it be like a mashed potato a french fry probably a french fry right
2: yeah it's a holy it's a holy trinity of french fries mashed potatoes and baked potatoes so but one, one, one interesting thing in europe it's a it's if you want to compare and contrast you know where our company is based in holland and we just recently uh in our company we put together a company cookbook potato cookbook and what we found was that we had two, way too many recipes for, that had roasted potatoes, which got me very excited. But, um, <laughs> but, you, you, but you know, because I, I, love, I love roasted potatoes just about more than anything. But, um, but at the same time, uh, what you're seeing in, in the United States is, is um, if you go to the produce sections now, you'll start to see the, the more of the little potatoes, you know, the, what, what we call creamers that you – you know, you basically cook it, you can microwave it in the bag or you can, you know, you empty them out and you roast them. And of course, you know, it's it's not practical to eat or cook or eat those, that size of potato in really any other method. And so as as potato trends, like smaller potatoes become, become more um, uh, patterns of behavior and actually become, you know, more accepted methods and you'll start to see these healthier methods because it's not practical to, to deep fry or to mash a small potato like that you just and they're designed for convenience which is even better you know uh, convenience is, is a huge uh uh part of our culture now and um especially since people feel confined to their homes and they feel like they have to cook more um convenience is huge and it's actually bringing on better methods of cooking potatoes so because it's you know it's it's not easy to make mashed potatoes i mean it's some work and it's not easy to do fries and um, you know, so throwing a potato in the oven, as a baker, is the start. But the but the but the evolution of that is getting a potato in the oven with some, like I said, with some healthy fats and some cool seasonings like harissa or, you know, or even um, uh, I'm seeing uh, spice blends with coffee that go really well with potatoes. And people are experimenting a little bit more with that, so which is good.
1: I knew. Need- And and you can you can take that equation of the roasted potato, the olive oil, salt and pepper, and you could pretty much add any spice profile to that. That's correct. That you want, right? You could do like I like I like cumin and sumac together with that. Mm -hmm. You could take it. You could do curry. You could do probably like a zatar, like any of those. There's
2: so
1: many ways. uh, So many ways to flip that.
0: No, That's so true. Been on the biggest kick lately.
1: Mm. It's good. It's, it's good stuff. It's, I don't want to say it's a blank canvas because it's so flavorful, but it is like potatoes are just that versatile that you can take any of those flavor profiles and make it, make it work and make it really tasty. So oh, Greg, if there's, if there's one thing you would want our uh, mostly younger male audience to know about the potato, like what's, to, to, what is it? What's what's the big takeaway for you?
2: <clears throat> well, there it's four things. I, I said three things to begin with. First of all, they're delicious. You know, it's it's not it's, uh-huh. not it's just not it's not just a throwaway item. It's not just something you put on the plate because you're you're strapped for cash or or because you're worried about your money or things like that. It's it's they're really delicious, um, and every potato has unique traits um that, that add to that experience in terms of sensory, you know, in terms of aroma, in terms of uh, flavor. So what I would say is first of all, appreciate the potato as as a really delicious food. Um second of all is is um understand and realize the potato um is is not necessarily the carbohydrate bomb that you've that you've been told it is. A lot of it has to do with what's added to it. Um it's a, it's a different kind of, kind of carbohydrate. It burns differently. It's beneficial. Um, of course, everything in excess is going to, is, is, is not going to be good, but potatoes eaten like they should be are part of a good balanced diet. Um, and, um, and that you know, that they're nutritious and they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be shied away from. So, um, in terms of that, and then, um, thirdly potatoes are, are really sexy you know, and when you, and you, and you think of the sex, I think of the sexiness purely in terms of culinary. Um, There's so many things you can do with them besides mash them, fry them or bake them. Um, They, and they can, they take on a lot of flavors and they take on a lot of sweet flavors as well. Try a potato sometime, try uh, a variety like, um, like Annabelle uh, that's, that's a little bit more mild and it's really firm and, take a little bit of, uh, of, you know, things that you would normally associate with more sweet things like um, pumpkin spice blend, and maybe even a little bit of honey, and, give and or take a potato and add those type of spices to uh, a yogurt, and um, add a little uh, hit of lemon to add some acidity to it, and you, all of a sudden... You're, you're in a whole new world and thinking about potatoes a totally different way, and that's where potatoes are really sexy. And then finally, to say potatoes are really versatile, um, that they can be cooked in so many different ways. and the, the, the trick of the game in there is to understand what potatoes are, are good are best prepared based on their intrinsic uh, traits you know, uh, a really nice moist potato makes a great mash that doesn't necessarily have to be loaded with uh, cream and butter. You know, that can stand on its own or with some type of healthy fat and some and some good seasoning. Um, and then in that case, it becomes guiltless. And then you realize that the potato in and of itself doesn't really need all that stuff. They taste good and they're versatile on their own. So those are the four things that I would understand, not just look at the potato as a throwaway or just something that I'm eating because I it helps me feel good about my bank account balance, or I'm I'm worried about money in the in the in the current climate, and so I'm just going to eat potatoes because they're cheap. Um, you're you're missing out on a whole new world of uh, of food enjoyment. So
1: amazing, and and Greg, I, I have to say the description with the Greek yogurt and the hit uh, the hint of lemon and some of those. Sweeter profile spices. That sounds surprisingly sexy. An amazing potato usage. So maybe you could get us that recipe, yeah. Dave. Are you inspired? Dave, are you inspired or what? Yeah,
0: I want to make me some basic potatoes with some of that pumpkin spice. That sounds really good.
2: It's delicious. Yeah, so let me, now, let me just put a plug in for the for the website again, uh, but www.potatowonder.com. And um, there is a recipe using a variety that's called Vivaldi, which is a very rich, um, yellow flesh, yellow skin variety. Um uh, we, we call that a buttery without butter. And the, I have a recipe on there that's really, really simple. It's a twice roasted, you roast a potato whole, you tear it into pieces. You don't cut it, you just tear it. So you have all these, uh, skin fringes and you put that in a really, really hot oven, um, and finish that, uh, dish with, um, uh, a yogurt that's laced with a little bit of chipotle, uh, some lemon, uh, some garlic, and
1: uh, with, with a
2: little bit of mint, and it's delicious. Wow! Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm, um, I'm into all together, of that.
2: So don't don't use sour cream. Use yogurt. You're missing the point with sour cream. Yogurt I, is much much better for you, and it's really much better on a potato than sour cream. So.
1: I I love nonfat plain Greek yogurt as a substitute for sour cream, and it does. I can vouch for that. It works amazingly well on a potato, and um, it's it's one of those swaps where you really don't notice d- the difference. So, I would I would second that as well. Well, Greg, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us. I think we all have some amazing ideas as to how to use potatoes in some unique ways and, and how to like maybe keep a lookout for some different varieties and, and explore some of those as well. So that's www.potatowonder.com. That's correct. That's going go, to go in our show notes as well. Yep. Dave, I can't wait to see what you whip up next with potatoes and start using maybe the hashtag show me your potato. We'll see how that goes. Everyone, stay safe out there. Enjoy the rest of October. And we will see you election week. Good night. Good night. All right. Greg, thank you so so much. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I hope I did a good job for you. I just want to inspire people about potatoes. That's that's my job and it's a it's the funnest job in the world. So
1: that's I, I and and you do it very, very well. When this goes, uh, when this goes live, we'll shoot it your way, and um, I'll probably send it over to the folks at um PBH as well. I'm sure they would enjoy it. Oh,
2: cool, that'd be great. Yeah, they would they'll they'll get a real uh, they'll get a real thrill out of that. Sure, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> awesome. I'm a board member on with PBH, and so they'll be very excited about that.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I will. Uh, I will send this their way as well. Excellent. Awesome. Greg, thank you yeah, so, yeah, we appreciate so, you so much. much.
2: Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Phone, Dave. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Uh, you're welcome. Take good, take good care. <laughs> good night. It's Mr. Potato Head
2: and his bucket of farts. Last night pieces make them Mr. Potato Head and his bucket of farts. Buckets are fun for everyone.
0: To make a million silly faces, it's the
2: place to start. Put them all together, then take them all
0: apart. And put them all
2: together, then take them all apart. It's Mr. Potato Head
0: and his bucket of parts. Buckets of for everyone. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head and his bucket of parts. New from Play School.